You're listening to the Pedal Pumping Podcast, the podcast that explores and celebrates all things pedal pumping. I'm your host, Mimi Footnip, and I'm a pedal pumping content creator and foot model. And you can find out more about me on my website, mimifootnip.com. You can also email me at mimifootnip at gmail.com or go to my website and you can click on the podcast tab and then there's some instructions if you want to leave me a voice message that I can include on an episode of the podcast you can ask me a question or just say hi or anything you'd like you know to contribute to the podcast I welcome you I want to start this week's podcast by thanking my loyal patrons, and I'm going to be reading some of their emails this week. Tevin, Matthew, John V, Jim, Riker, DBM, Not a Golfer, MF, Rayshon, Stephen, Eric F, Eric J, Cranking Fan, Rocketman, Havaianas Fan, Austin, Thomas, and Joe. You guys are the best. Thank you so, so much. I also, speaking of Patreon, posted a link to a YouTube video that a listener sent me. The video is um, has kind of a long title, but the channel is called The Metaverse Pedal. I don't know if have you guys ever heard of The Metaverse Pedal. Probably you have, and I'm the one that's out of the loop. But the video is um, The Red Bimmer pedal pumping cranking and I I don't know I enjoyed the video so I posted a link to it on the uh, Patreon if you're not a patron and you think that that's something you would like to check out feel free head over to patreon.com slash pedal pumping podcast and you'll find the coolest community of pedal pumping peeps over there myself included so um I'm gonna we're gonna take a little break and then I'm gonna get right into emails Okay, we're back from the break. I'm going to read first an email from Matt. He's a patron of the podcast. He says, hi, Mimi. First of all, thanks for answering my email on the podcast. I guess some are probably wondering who Debbie is. Debbie is um, somebody in Matt's life who he introduced to me to. I, I didn't actually meet her, but kind of through our fantasy and exploration on Sex Panther. And um, so she's kind of a... A character that lives in my head, but she's also a real person. So uh, if anyone was wondering when I was talking about Debbie last last time, um, Matt continues to say, I have used Pornhub before a few times and seen some pedal pumping content on there. And I think if you were to join that your content would quickly become popular over there for sure. That's because last, I think it was last week, I was asking if any of you watch pedal pumping on Pornhub because I was considering putting um, some videos over there. And I have some updates on that, but I'm going to continue with Matt's email. So he says, here's my question. If you were stalled out in a car and a woman came over and asked if you needed help and you said, yes, please, my car always does this to me, what would your reaction be if she said, if she said hers does similar and that it turns her on as well? Would you admit to this total stranger that having car trouble turns you on or would you hide it? And also, if you did admit that it turned you on, would you let her watch you struggle? Matt. Okay, so this is kind of like a hypothetical fantasy question. And I think to honor, to answer it honestly, it, it would really depend on the situation. I don't know if you, Matt, if you or any of the listeners have seen a video that I put on clips for sale quite a while ago, maybe a year ago, 
that was um, like my Jeep stalled over 20 times or something. And I, like my, I was stalled on a hill um, and I kept stalling and stalling. And actually a woman did um, pull up next to me in a pickup truck and she offered to try to like, I guess, um, like tow me or something. But I, there was, there was no way. I mean, I don't, there was just no way of being able to like hook the Jeep up, um, because I don't have an e-brake or anything. So, I mean, there's like a little handbrake, but it's not very usable. So, um, in that case, I didn't, she, well, she offered to help, but she didn't say, oh, my car does this too. And it turns me on. So I'm just thinking that's like the closest real life situation in recent, my recent history that I can think of where a woman offered me help when I was having car trouble. Um, in that scenario, there was, I was blocking traffic. There were cars like trying to go around me. Um, she was in her truck. And so we were kind of like shouting, you know, out of the window. Well, I don't have, the Jeep doesn't have windows. It doesn't even have doors, but she was like, had her passenger window down was kind of shouting out from the passenger from the driver's side through the passenger window at me asking me if I needed help so in that scenario I don't know it felt really public if she had shouted out to me like oh you know it turns me on when my car does that um I don't know I I don't think I probably would have because I think the stress of the situation and the fact that I was on the top of a hill with all kinds of people like behind me and trying to go around me and I'm at the top of an intersection, it was a really, really stressful. So let's imagine a different scenario. Let's imagine that like I'm at the in the parking lot of a supermarket and I come out with my groceries and my car won't start and there's another woman um, you know, walking past or walking to her car and she, um, comes around and, and asks if I need any help and mentions that, you know, her car does the same and that it, when it does, it turns her on. I would immediately identify her as somebody who is into pedal pumping and I would be like, girl, get in here. And I would probably invite her to sit in the passenger seat and, um, have some fun. So yeah, I would totally let her watch me struggle, um, to start my car. If I knew, if I knew that she was into pedal pumping. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would love to have more friends that were into pedal pumping. So that would be a great opportunity to get to know somebody as well. And like that lived in my city and that I could pedal pump with and, I, I think that would be really, really, really cool, actually. But if it's in a scenario where, like, I'm under a lot of stress, um, like, I'm on a hill stalling or something, like, that, I think it really depends. I think I have to, I would need to be in a situation where I felt like I would, I could be relaxed enough to enjoy the experience, if that makes sense. But thank you for that question, Matt. That's a really fun um, thing to think about because sometimes like today I went, um, to pick up some packages and when I tried starting my Jeep, it cranked and it didn't start. And then I got it started and then it stalled. And then I had to try starting it again. 
And I was noticing that there were, I was in a crowded parking lot. I was noticing there were people around. There was a guy walking past and I was kind of hoping to catch somebody's eye, but people just kept walking by. Um, and the, the other thing actually on the way there, um, I was stopped at a, like across from the shopping center area, I was stopped at a stoplight and somebody rolled, this guy rolled up next to me. He was probably like, I'm guessing he was in his early sixties and he had his window down. He started asking me about the Jeep and telling me I was a Jeep mechanic or telling me he was a Jeep mechanic or had been a mechanic and had worked on Jeeps, et cetera, et cetera. And I swear I thought I thought I saw him looking at my feet. I when when we were talking, I was like, and maybe he was just looking at the fact that I had my phone like filming my feet on like a camera mount, but I swear he was looking at my feet. So um I'm always looking for that. I'm always looking like who's who's around. Even when I'm, you know, like just getting in my car and it starts, I'm wondering, like, is anyone noticing? <laughs> Maybe that's a little narcissistic, but I'm always, you know, interested to see if I can encounter anyone in my real life that would, um, that I could identify as a puddle pumping person. So next question, next, um, next email is from Tevin, also a patron of the podcast. He says, Hey, gorgeous. I just have to know more about your billiard story with your friend. I feel even more connected to it, knowing that it took place in 1991. That's my birth year. When you and your friends left the billiards joint, you got into the car and it wouldn't start. What was her pumping style like? Was she talking to it a lot, cussing the car out? Were you coaching her on how to crank and or pump or just sitting there in awkward, nervous silence? You know how I love all the deets about your true stories. They are gems, Tev. All right, Tev. Uh, so yeah, this is my redheaded friend, Alyssa. And she was, when we were in high school um, at that like era, I guess this was the summer after we graduated. This happened in 91. I'm pretty sure it was in the summer, but um, she was pretty religious um, Catholic. And so she, like her reaction was to be like, okay, we need to pray. And she grabs my hand and starts like saying a prayer, makes the sign of the cross. And was like, you know, kind of under her breath, sort of like whispering and talking to God, like, God, you've got to help me start this car, please. In Jesus's name, I pray, you know, like that kind of thing. And I was like, not as like into that type of thing so but I kind of I kind of went was going along with it so while she was kind of talking um, and praying or whatever and trying to start the car I was just sitting there kind of like watching her and then I, I started encouraging her like you can do it come on just you need to pump the pedal a little harder you know I was trying to be sort of gentle and sweet to her um <laughs> I hope that she was not cussing. She was talking to it a lot. Her pumping style, I feel like was kind of tentative. Like, like she thought that if she was really sweet and gentle, like the power of the Holy Spirit would like shoot through her leg and, you know, 
start the engine. So, um, yeah, I hope that answers your question. And I have a story here from Leo, another patron of the podcast. You guys are great. Thanks so much for contributing all this fantastic content to the podcast. If you're listening, even if you're not a patron, you can email me at mimifootnip at gmail.com and submit your stories, questions, fantasies, ideas, um, you know, personal experience, whatever you'd like. I'm happy to share it on the podcast. Um, so this story is by Leo and it's called 1996 Car Shopping. It was a week after her Toyota bit the dust and payday for both of us. The urgency to get Chelsea another car was pressuring us to find one quickly. There was a Plugger Honda? I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. P-F-L-U-G-E-R Honda by our apartment, and we would pass by a daily, and I remember a silver 96 Honda Civic hatchback on the display floor every time we passed by. I would picture Chelsea behind the wheel of it. I talked to her about it, and she was excited. The day came to check it out. We got to the dealership and asked about the silver Honda in front. A salesman approached us and introduced himself. He took us to the car and explained its features. He opened the door, and we saw that it was an automatic transmission. Chelsea frowned and nodded her head. She asked the salesman if they had any manual transmission ones. He said he had a few outside and some were coupes and hatchbacks. He, wanted, he went on explaining the model levels and prices. CX was 9000 and up. The DX model around 11000 and the EX premium model with VTEC single cam 130 horsepower 5-speed priced at 15500 and with alloy wheels came out to 16250 to me, it was a bit pricey, but I knew VTech equaled fun. He offered us a test drive for each model after a credit check. We waited for a while in the waiting room, sitting in a very comfy couch they had. I noticed the receptionist at the counter, a cute-looking Japanese white mixed woman in a white and gray business dress with white nylon stockings and a pair of gray and white closed-toed high heels. She was older in age, probably in her late 20s or early 30s, but looked very proper doing paperwork and answering the phone. Chelsea would pop her nylon feet out of her Mary Janes and I'd look at them with her black toenails wiggling her toes. She would chuckle at me as I drooled over them. Today, she had on her dark colored stockings as they were a dark gray that accented her black toenail polish. The salesman came back and said we were approved and went back to get the keys. Chelsea put her shoes back on, fastening her straps, and got up excitedly. She held my hand tightly, and the salesman came back. We'll start with the DX, because the CX wasn't ready, okay? He said. He handed me the key, and I said, no, it's for her, pointing at Chelsea. He then handed her the key. Chelsea had the look of excitement in her eyes. I began to feel the excitement in myself, too. I knew what I was in for. We got in, and I got in the back seat behind the passenger side. Chelsea was outside in the open door. Sorry. Chelsea was outside the open door as the salesman talked to her from the passenger side. I looked around the interior and looked forward to see my angle view from the pedals on the floor. I saw the gas pedal very well from my position without leaning over. The back seat was a little small for my seating, but it will be enough. 
They both get in and Chelsea started to undo the straps of her shoes. She takes them off and the salesman noticed this and said, ah, getting comfortable, I see. My wife does the same thing. I sat there quiet. Chelsea turns around and smiled at me, then turned the key and started the car. I had a clear view of her foot on the gas, her right knee visible down her leg, then to the top of her foot. I could see her stocking toes hovering over the gas pedal and she gave it a couple of revs. She looked in her rear view mirror and saw that I was looking. I could see her smiling away at me. She reached down for her shoes and passed them to me. I placed them on my lap with my slowly growing erection. She shifted into first, her hand blocked my view, but when she shifted into second, I could see her foot again. He went on explaining the DX model and it was more of a commuter car than a sports model. I watched Chelsea's right foot pumping away in her nylons. Her big and second stayed together with the last three spread off the pedal. The nylon web stretching as she pressed with them. The lines of the pedal disappeared under her toes and the little toe ring on her second toe shined from the daylight beaming into the footwell. It was a sight for my fetish to indulge in. We drove for a few blocks and brought the car back to the sales lot. I gave her her shoes and watched her put them on. We followed the salesman back to the lobby and waited for the next car. Chelsea said the car was nice, but it moved slow like her Corolla and wanted something a little bit faster. The salesman comes back with an upset look on his face, looks at the receptionist and says, Honey, where is number 36? It's in the overflow lot in the back, she replied. Well, I have the customer right here. Where's the lot boy? He asked. The receptionist gets up, walks to the key box and tells the salesman, I'll get it, honey. The thought entered my mind. Was that his wife? The salesman continued his conversation with Chelsea. I looked out the driveway and in comes a black Honda Civic hatchback with the receptionist behind the wheel. The sound, her feathering of the accelerator as she drove in, then coming to a stop. The clicking of the parking brake as she pulled it up. I could see. Then the movements of what I recognize as a woman retrieving her shoes from the passenger side, then reaching down one at a time to put them on. She drives barefoot, I thought to myself. A little excitement brewed in me. She got out and walked over to the salesman and handed the key over. I noticed the wedding rings on both of their hands. She looked at him with a smile on her face. I looked over at Chelsea and saw that the salesman had her full attention and then glanced at the receptionist looking at her white stockings and her heels as she walked back to her desk. I quickly looked back to Chelsea so I wouldn't be caught looking at another woman. We got in the EX model. I sat in the back, of course, and we were off. It pretty much was the same thing as the DX except for the sunroof, which was motorized. Different color seats, but that was it. I asked the salesman what was the difference. He explained that it had a better engine and suspension. Also, it had a few standard wheel options and an alloy wheel package. The engine had nearly 40 more horsepower and it was a peppy little vehicle. Let's take her on the freeway really quick, he said to Chelsea. He explained where she could get on and I went back to watching her right foot on the gas. We got on the on-ramp and began to merge into a lane. He then said to stay in third for a little and punch it when the front traffic opened up. The lane cleared and Chelsea floored it. Her toes spread all over the pedal. Her nylon stretched apart and she shifted into fourth. 
The little hatchback took off pretty impressively. Chelsea's toes spread apart and she slid them to the left a bit and her big toe fell off the side of the puddle. She let off the gas and coasted into fourth, her foot hovering over the gas pedal and pivoting left to catch the brake with her big toe. My cock hard again and hiding under her Mary Jane sitting on my lap. She had a big smile on her face and she looked at me through the rear view mirror. I want this, babe, she exclaimed. The salesman went on saying, it's got plenty of go to it, huh? At this point, I knew what she wanted to get. We got back and she signed the paperwork. The salesman mentioned something about being a first-time car buyer, something, but I forget. He even threw in the alloy wheels for free. A few minutes later, with a $500 down payment, she had her new wheels. We drove off, and she was so happy and excited. I shared the same excitement, too. The only problem I had was that the view of her feet was obstructed by the center console. I remedied that by letting our son sit up in the front in the baby seat. Fetish problem solved, I guess. But we hardly had time to ride together. But when we did, I'd take the back seat anytime. It was on the first vehicle service that we went back to the dealership and the same receptionist was at her desk in the lobby. She remembered us and asked us how was the car so far. She checked us in. I looked at her business card on her desk and found that her name was Veronica. I looked at her feet, no stockings this time, but wearing lace high heels exposing her red painted toes. Well pedicured, I may mention. Then the salesman walks by and he recognizes us, walked up to Chelsea and shook her hand. Then he introduces us to his wife, Veronica. That's when I remembered what he said that day we bought the car. I remembered what happened after she bought the car. She brought the car into the lot. I looked back at her feet and thought, how would, how would they look like driving barefoot? Only my imagination would let me know. Leo. Thank you so much, Leo. That's a great story. I love your stories. Please send me more. I'm almost out. And I also have stories from other listeners as well as stories from Jim Shu to read on future podcasts. But please don't let that stop you. I really encourage you. Send me more. Send me more material. I love it. I love reading your stuff, you guys. Um, I wanted to mention Pornhub um, because I'm kind of on the fence. So I created a Pornhub profile and I have uploaded some of my old videos are there to watch for free. So you can go on Pornhub. Let me see if I can find it. What I don't like about Pornhub is that when I go on there to um, like upload videos or, you know, check my profile, check the performance of my videos, see how many views they've gotten or read comments or anything. Pornhub is constantly advertising porn to me. Believe it or not, I'm not like really a big fan of porn. Uh, so it feels like I'm trying to work and I am seeing like hardcore porn videos that I'm, I don't feel like I'm consenting to seeing or I'm not seeking out. And I, I, I wonder if like the accountants at Pornhub have like porn in the margins of their spreadsheets. Like why is there so much, I mean, I understand for, um, like customers coming on the website, like, of course they're going to be advertising porn to people, but I'm like here working in like my 
you know, creator studio. It's like clips for sale. It's like that. Like if, if I go into clips for sale and I, and I'm not logged in, it'll show me all kinds of like clips and advertisements. But once I'm in my creator studio, all of that goes away. And it's just my like a little back office to work and upload and tag and, you know, um, work on my videos. And so Pornhub is, is, and, and it flashes porn at me at full volume. I had a guy like an 80 something year old man, like washing my windows the other day and I'm checking something on Pornhub and it's like, he's in the other room, but he can hear the porn starting. And I like trying to shut it down. Like, Oh my God, <laughs> this is so awkward. So all of that is to say, oh, and the other thing is that it's not showing me like pedal pumping videos. It's showing me types of porn that I, I'd just rather not see. Like stuff that I'm not into, you know? Not that there's anything wrong with it, but it's just not stuff that I really want to see. So I feel like, I, I don't know. I just, I, that's my problem with Pornhub right now is that I don't mind uploading some old content on there. You can watch it for free. Um, you know, it that's that's all good and well, but I'm not sure if I'm going to keep doing it because I'm not sure if I can handle all the porn all the time, you guys. <laughs> Nothing wrong with porn in the, you know, the traditional sense of, you know, what you can think of with if you if you're a Pornhub user, I know you know what I'm talking about. They're just like splashing porn. It's like cum shots in my face, like constantly. You know what I mean? So I have to make a decision, I guess, of how how I'm gonna proceed with that. That's my one like reservation. But if you want to check out my videos on Pornhub, you can go to pornhub.com/model/mimi-footnip, and that's where you'll find my profile. Um, it doesn't seem like there are tons of pedal pumping videos on Pornhub, but I think we need to change that. I would love to see more, uh, pedal pumping just out there on all the platforms in general. So, um, check that out if you want. And thank you so much for hanging out with me on the podcast again this week. I'll meet you back here next week, same time, same place. And in the meantime, treat yourself to some pedal pumping fun because you deserve it.